the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer bar. I could listen to these guys live all day long. We got a fantastic show for you. Two guests that are going to be joining me. Not one, but two. It's like a two for Tuesday, except it's Sunday, unless you're listening to this program on a Tuesday. But we'll get into all of that in a minute. We got news and notes to get to. A lot of good stuff to get to. Uh, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo. Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A double T U double L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the show on that platform. We're Alexa Ready as well. We're on Radio.com, the Hopped Up Network, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Uh, you got to check us out. Listen, share it with your friends. And if there's something that you don't like on the program, let me know. You can. There's various ways to contact me. What can I do to improve this program for you, the beer-loving small business audience? Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Jake Goodman, the Chief Marketing Officer of Weldworks, will join me. Not only will we talk beer, Weldworks has just announced a diversity scholarship program at the University of Northern Colorado. We will have details on that and much more in 10 minutes. And then in 20 minutes, Bill Kovalevsky, one of the founders of Victory Brewing, will be here. Victory recently celebrated their 20 fifth anniversary and we dive into that with bill along with other projects that they have going on that's coming up about 20 minutes from now but let's dive right into news and notes first up uh my good buddy john kakosa from ross brewing they are building down in middletown new jersey uh they will be opening probably my guess is the summer we've talked about it you know again uh it's having to deal with weather and other types of delays uh construction permits things of that nature. You know, we're in a pandemic, so it's a little difficult. Things are being done differently. But they're looking at probably late spring, early summer to get open. They are releasing a beer uh, next week, a Belgian chocolate stout, Brew Royale. Uh, This is a big banger at 11.7% ABV. It's a 50 IBU. They use Belgian Abbey Ale yeast. Um, They, um, let's see here, Belgian chocolates, Bourbon, vanilla, molasses, cacao nibs, and lactose. They're saying you can pair this with uh, smoked brisket, venison stew, uh, rabbit ragu, oysters, um, different cheeses, blue cheese, uh, Stilton, chocolate mousse, fudge brownies, little vanilla ice cream with it as well. They used actual 70% dark Belgian chocolates that were thrown into the mash. And then, of course, they added the molasses, lactose, and bourbon vanilla to get this beer uh, where it needs to be. So I am excited to try this. Um, getting a bottle from John uh, very soon. And uh, 
Cannot wait to dive into it. So uh, it's coming out this week. Uh, you'll be able to get it at your uh, at your favorite bottling store, liquor store, uh, in the New Jersey and New York area. So kudos to the boys from Ross with a big banger of a stout and the right type of weather for that type of uh, beer. Speaking of which, Founders Brewing have announced a new local partnership program, uh, the Crafted in Michigan Collaboration Series Founders, creating two new exclusive taproom beers with Bees in the D and City Built Brewing Company. The brews will be available for a limited release in both taprooms beginning in March while supplies last. Uh, this is a brand-new quarterly release of taproom-exclusive beer that aims to bring awareness to local Michigan crafters through partnerships and collaborations. Uh, in Grand Rapids, the Founders team partnered with City Built Brewing Company, local brewery and longtime friend, to create the Werewolves of Michigan. It's a West Coast IPA brewed with hydro hops uh, for a hint of stone fruit and citrus, uh, accentuated by mosaic hops. That'll be available in the Grand Rapids and Detroit tap room beginning on March 12th. And then what's coming out this week, they teamed with a local nonprofit, Bees in the D, to create Gaia Nectar, or Gaia, Gaia Nectar, excuse me, a super juicy complex German wheat beer made with real honey. Uh, the tartness of blood orange mingles with the earthy sweetness of coriander and local wildflower honey uh, to provide a quenching and quaffable drinking experience, according to the press release. Uh, Gaia Nectar will be uh, available while supplies last in both the Detroit and Grand Rapids taproom beginning March 5th. And I'm, I'm hoping to get samples of that because I definitely want to check out um, these two different beers, something a little different uh, from what pa- Founders puts together. Now, are you looking for something different to do on your vacation, maybe? Maybe you're planning a vacation for later in the year, and you want to do something a little bit different, but you want to still do something that's beer-related. Well, Denver's new beer-centric day spa just opened this past Friday, February 26th. It's located in the Five Points neighborhood. The Beer Spa by Snug features four private beer therapy rooms, okay, a high-tech relaxation lounge, alongside a 10-tap self-serve tap room. I mean, this is beer nirvana for people. Guests can relax with soothing alternative wellness treatments like barley and hops-infused beer bath hydrotherapy while enjoying hand-selected beers, wines, kombucha, and more. With the self-pour draft system powered by iPour technology users, simply tap a personal RFID card to pour on their own and track their tab as they go. Each month, the tap room will highlight a new local brewery. That sounds very cool, with a rotating tap takeover program. First up is Ratio Beer Works, which is located just blocks away from the spa. And insulated tumblers are provided for use throughout the spa and tap room to ensure that drinks stay chilled and a $10 tap wall credit is included with beer therapy room reservations. That's pretty cool. So the beer spa is located at 3004 North Downing Street in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Reservations are available. All rooms' equipment are carefully cleaned and disinfected between uses to ensure the staff safety Excuse me, of guests and staff. You can make your reservation if you're in the Denver, Colorado area at thebeerspa.com. And you can follow at thebeerspa on social media for updates. And Jessica French from the Beer Spa will be joining me on the program next week to talk more about this. So maybe a trip to Denver is in my future to relax in a beer spa. That will be very cool. Del Hall of Cincinnati told WXIX-TV he is giving up all other food other than beer, water, black coffee, and herbal tea for Lent. Now, we've talked about Dell before. He's done this uh, for the last two years. He's doing it again for a third year, a beer-only diet for the 40 days of Lent. He says it has benefited his health. He noted he lost between 40 and 50 pounds while lowering his blood pressure and cholesterol in years past. Hall won't be drinking all day. He's limiting himself between three to five beers a day until Lent ends 
on Easter Sunday, which is April 3rd. Very, very cool. Good luck, Dell. Uh, that's, uh, again, pretty impressive feat. I couldn't do that because I have to work. And he did say that, you know, three to five beers, he will not be driving. He'll be Ubering or getting rides from people. So he's being responsible while he's doing this. So kudos to Dell. The other thing that he is doing with this is that he is raising awareness, he's raising money that he is going to give back to local restaurants and bars in the Cincinnati area. Now that is very cool. Kudos to Dell. So there is a, a meaning behind this, and I love it. I think it's a great. I think it's a great idea. Now, finally, before we take a break, colorectal cancer is a really horrible cancer. It's the nation's second deadliest form of cancer. It kills thousands every year. So starting next month, adults can enjoy a limited edition glittery beer that can't be purchased with money. It can only be accessed with their own poop. Uh, oddly enough, during National Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. Now, the unusual ask, part of the clever Give a Crap Challenge hatched by the Colon Cancer Foundation, Squatty Potty, and Duclaw Brewing Company, uh, with help from Craft Shack to help the Colon, uh, Colon Cancer Foundation reach their goal of providing 10,000 colorectal cancer screenings to underserved communities in 2021. Cancer is important to me. I had cancer. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. I'm a, I'm a survivor. Um, we found it very late in the process, but they were able to give me treatment uh, to um, to get it taken care of and put it in remission. Um, but it is important that you get checked and you get screened. And the fact that colorectal cancer is the second deadliest form of cancer and it kills thousands each year, because why? Because people just don't go and get, get checked. Whether they have health insurance or not, it's just not something that they want to go and get checked. Now, as a result of signing up, participants will also help to raise awareness for the 75 million people in the U.S. who are 45 and older and should be regularly tested for colorectal cancer, okay, for 400 eligible participants, listen to this. It's easy as click, squat, and sip. You sign up at giveacrapchallenge.com between March 3rd and 7th for a chance to participate and receive the screening, uh, which is squatty potty and beer, right? You get, the, you get in, entered into this contest. A hundred lucky entrants will be randomly selected from signups to participate at no cost. Another three hundred can instantly qualify or participate by making an eighty-five dollar donation. So if you make a monetary donation, you don't have to donate your poop. Let's say you take a non-invasive colorectal cancer screening test in the privacy of your own home. You mail to the lab. Uh, you mail it back to the lab in a prepaid envelope. Then. If you uh, win, you enjoy your six-pack of Duclos. Thanks for giving a crap edition of Sour Me Unicorn Farts, glittered sour ale on your doorstep from Craft Shack and relishing the fact that you gave a crap today. Now you receive secure, personalized results of your screening test uh, from your uh, mobile device. Uh, there, you know, you won't have to worry about uh, you know other people, uh, you know, reading what what uh, what came back. And uh, Cindy Barassi, the president of the Colon Cancer Foundation, says. Uh, this is us, arms in the air, shouting from the rooftops that colorectal cancers are no longer simply an old person's disease. The fight against the second leading cause of cancer death among U.S. men and women is serious, and sometimes the best way to engage people is with a little humor. So Sour Me Unicorn Farts is the glittered sour ale uh, that will be gifted to you in a 12-ounce six-pack. If you uh, you qualify, the label will say thanks for giving a rainbow, uh, rainbow poop emoji with a blue star for colorectal cancer awareness. Uh, the sign-ups start on Wednesday, March 3rd on National Colorectal Cancer Screening Day. It closes next Sunday, March 7th. Um, so this is really important. I think it's really cool. And what we're going to do this week is I'm going to be taping a, a, a podcast-only broadcast 
with Cindy Barassi and a rep from uh, Duclaw. We're going to talk more about this. It's going to be a standalone episode that will be out probably sometime Tuesday afternoon uh, to give you more info and details about it and so that you can go ahead and sign up and uh, possibly get this beer, but also to check on your health. And that is a great thing. Kudos to my good friend uh, Mads Caldwell who uh, put together this uh, this whole, spo- this whole uh, colorectal campaign and sent me the info earlier this week. Thanks so much, Mads, for doing that. Now, when we come back after a short break, Jake Goodman, the Chief Marketing Officer of Weldworks, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. One of these days, I'm going to see my woman. I'm going to see my children, the children on their knee. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Alcatulo. Instagram at Catulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. We're also on iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download the shows and listen to them whenever you feel like it from there. We're Alexa Ready as well, radio.com, iHeartRadio. We are also on the Hopped Up Network as well. You just go to the hoppedupnetwork.com. You can check out the podcast version of this show, usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m. There are a plethora of others on there as well that you can download and listen to at your leisure. My next guest, he is the Chief Marketing Officer for a brewery out in the great state of Colorado. They are partnering with a university there to offer a scholarship to help create more diversity in craft beer, and we need more of it. For more info on the brewery, just go to weldworks.com. Let me welcome for the first time to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Jake Goodman. Jake, how are you? You know, I'm doing pretty fantastic, actually, Al. Thanks so much for having me on. You got it. Now, Jake, let's get right into it. Why is diversity such a problem within craft beer, in your opinion? Um, it's just kind of evolved that way, I think. Um, as far as historically, you know, I, I don't have as many of the, uh, the, the graphs on, on why it may or may not have developed that way over time. But, you know, at the very least, we do know, you know that beer developed in, originally in Germany with the Rheinheitske boat, and that's a pretty, you know, um, uh, at, at that time at least wasn't a super racially diverse part of the world. And so uh, from there, I think it just kind of, it became the, the domain of, um, you know, kind of bearded white dude to who look like me, just as the craft beer scene started to take off, you know, it was always associated with, um, you know, football and, uh, and you know, uh, and man things and, and whatnot. And um, I think <clears throat> it was never like a conscious effort on the part of anyone in craft beer or anything like that. But, you know, as some things just happened to do over time, it evolved in that direction. And now we find ourselves with, um, you know, kind of a dearth of uh, a diversity, both racially and, uh, and gender wise and kind of all, all across the spectrum. So that's what we're, that's what we're hoping to address a little bit. And how does the scholarship with the University of Northern Colorado help a prospective brewer? Uh, you mean like from our perspective? Yeah. Well, I mean, from, from both ends, if, if I'm somebody who's who maybe wants to dabble into brewing? Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that? How does the scholarship help me? It pays for my. Obviously, it's going to pay for my education, but the education has to be within brewing. Correct. It, we just do a preference towards that. After chatting with some of the community stakeholders in and around Greeley, uh, Dr. George June, who's a professor of uh, Africana Studies at UNC, and also 
uh, my buddy Travis Cornegy, who uh, organized the original uh, Black Lives Matter march in the wake of uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor's deaths. After speaking with them, they actually had more of a, um, they, they challenged us to make it a broader, wider thing that addressed the BIPOC community in general, whether or not they were necessarily involved in brewing. Now, there is a preference towards brewing, but since, you know, if it's a semester where, you know, there's no one in that community who's applying uh, to the Brewing Sciences program, then we still want to make sure that we're helping out the folks uh, as best as we can in our marginalized communities to, um, to continue through with a great education at, at UNC. Well, so that that's very cool. So it's it's kind of a it's kind of a dual effect here, where you're uh, helping somebody out to get an education, whether or not they decide to go into brewing. You'd like them to go into brewing, but if you know it necessarily may not be their way, uh, you're still helping them out here. Talking with Jake Goodman, he's the chief marketing officer for Weldworks Brewing. They're partnering with the University of Northern Colorado, offering a scholarship to help create more diversity within craft beer. For more info on the brewery, you just go to weldworks.com. Now, students can apply online for the Weldworks Diversity Scholarship through the UNC Scholarship Application. The website for that is unco.edu slash financial aid slash types of financial aid slash scholarships. And we'll tweet out a link uh, to that so you guys can just click on it uh, and go right to it. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jake, I noticed on your picture on the Weldworks website, you are holding a beer that is as green as the whiskey that Mr. Scott drank in the episode of Star Trek entitled by any other name. Is that a sour you're drinking? And if so, what is it? Yes, sir. It was You Can't Do That to IPA, uh, which was a, a collaboration that we did with our good friends from Cerebral Brewing in, uh, down in Denver. And we're actually just about to make volume two of that uh, okay. as well uh, in-house. In but, yeah, I just I wanted to go with something that was uh, as colorful as is humanly possible just for that, that exact purpose. <laughs> I love it. But So what is your go-to beer? Is it a sour? Is it an IPA? Is it a stout? What's the go-to beer that you like to drink when you kick it back? Well, you know, we actually have a little, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're always enjoying our beer uh, right. just to make sure that you know, consistency is everything is there. And so from that perspective, if I'm sitting down, we have a, a flagship IPA called Juicy Bits, and it's the beer that really kind of helped us go hockey stick, uh, you know, back in 2016. And right. so um, it still it still has a really warm place in my heart. But honestly, if I'm sitting down and you uh, put anything in front of me, um, if it's beer-wise, I'm probably reaching for uh, either really crisp, crisp Pilsner or something fun and funky from the, the Belgian traditions. I, that's kind of where I cut my teeth in the craft, craft beer world. Um, but honestly, beyond that, we're just a huge bunch of whiskey nerds. So um, uh-huh. we're, uh, we're, we're dabbling into, into bourbon as, as much as we can as well. All right. So let me, let me dive into this with you for a second. Why is it now? I've never really acquired a taste for bourbon. I've drank a lot of beer sure. as I look down at my belly right now, knowing full well how much that I've had o- over the last, <laughs> I, I don't know how many years. But what is it about bourbon that everybody that it seems like for the last couple of years has exploded, that everybody is kind of into the, you know, there are bourbon tastings and everybody is fascinated by the different, um, uh, you know, creativity, shall we say, uh, when it comes to bourbon? What is it about bourbon that that just sparks everyone's interest? Well, from uh, the, the more kind of macro perspective, it's a distinctly American tradition. I mean, it's, you know, there, there are specific laws that are in place, and it was that, that says, like, this is what it means 
for a bourbon to be a bourbon, and one of those things is that it has to be kind of made made on our shores, so to speak. Right. And so I think folks, the historicity really resonates a lot. Um, that is something that has kind of been a part of American history as it's as it's gone along. But specifically, like for us and for other beer nerds, you know, you're always folks who are really into beer. You know this. They they're there's a big contingent that's always looking for like the cool next thing or like the next thing that's really going to blow my socks off. Right. And after, after you've, you know, done that for a decade or so with beer, you're like, Oh, there is this whole other side. There's wine and there's spirits and there's uh, this, this beautiful cavalcade of, of potential flavors out there to enjoy for any given, any given situation. And then even more specifically for us, we have a very, we have a pretty big barrel aging program. So we have about 500 Oak barrels, um, at the brewery in which we age <clears throat> mostly stout. And so we just have an internal fascination with bourbon because it is part and parcel with one of the most important parts uh, of, of our production side at the brewery and, and for our, our reputation as well. See, Jake, this is the perfect answer to give to my wife when she says, why are you buying a bottle of bourbon? Well, honey, I have to do research to expand my palate on the different, you know, uh-huh. things that are out there. See, this is per- I love this. This is a great. That's a great explanation <laughs> that I can give to my wife. Anything I can do to help, man. <laughs> Thank you. We're talking with Jake Goodman. He's the chief marketing officer for Weldworks Brewing. They're partnering with the University of Northern Colorado to offer a scholarship to help create more diversity in craft beer. More info on the brewery, just go to weldworks.com. If you want to apply for the scholarship, students can do so. The website is unico, U-N-C-O dot E-D-U slash financial aid slash types of financial aid slash scholarships here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So my last question, Jake, for you, uh, in your opinion, you know, we're in the midst of a pandemic here. We've, it's, it's continuing to go on. It's well over a year now that we're in, in the midst of all this. More vaccines are being given. Restrictions are starting to be eased up. Um, it, from a, a business perspective from the brewery, do you think that we're going to get back to a more normal sense of society by the summer? By the fall, I mean, and I'm not. And by normal, I don't mean by no means 100 percent capacity. Everybody comes, you know, walking in. But do you think that as more people are getting shots and infections are going down by the summertime or maybe by the fall, we're going to see a lot more loosening of restrictions? Well, I think you're going to see the combination both of people kind of starting to relax internally just because there is more of a, of a vaccination program and plan and more people have been vaccinated at that point. But if you recall, I don't know if it was the same up by you guys, but it just felt there was a natural relaxation that happened last summer where, you know, it's, oh, well, the second wave is like way over there. We don't have to worry about it for right, right. now. It's warm and I can go and sit on a patio. So I think those two things. And just combined with people's cabin fever, like I'm a massive music nerd. And so like not having that for the past year has just been an absolute crusher for me. So to a certain extent, like I'm, I'm going to be a little more liberal with my like, ah, you know, it, I, 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 the desire to go ahead and do it is kind of overcomes like some of the, some of the cautions I might have. And I know that sounds, you know, maybe a little silly, but it's just, um, I think everyone is just aching to get back to fellowship with one another and like the, the old breaking of bread as it were. Right. And so I think those two, two things combined, uh, it, it's, it'll be a much more enjoyable summer with a fall that, you know, really shouldn't jack us up as much as, uh, as last year's did. Jake, I can't tell you, I am a concert nerd myself. I love going to music shows. I love tailgating. It's one of my favorite things to do in the summertime. And I have tickets that didn't get canceled, just got postponed uh, for Jackson Brown and for James Taylor for oh. this coming July. 
And, uh, you know, we're hoping that we can go and see this show because they moved it, you know, from last year to this year. And I, I can't tell you. I mean, there are other shows that I've wanted to see. I'm a metal guy. I'm all over the place when it comes to my music. But I, I am dying to go back to a concert and actually tailgate and hang out with, with a group of people and not have to worry about certain things. And you're right. I, I hope that that happens sooner rather than later. But, you know, who knows? But, yeah, you're right. I think the outdoor stuff in the summer, I think, kind of, Gave people a little bit of a laissez-faire attitude, like kind of, all right, it, we're over, it's over, but it really isn't over, and I'm hoping that this year that's going to be a little bit different. My guest has been Jake Goodman. He's the chief marketing officer for Weldworks Brewing. they got a, a partnering with the University of Northern Colorado, offering a scholarship to help create more diversity in craft beer. But for more info on the brewery, just head over to weldworks.com, and we're going to send out a link uh, to that website if you want to apply for that scholarship. Jake, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Good luck with the scholarship program. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Al. You got it, Jake. Up next, Bill Kovalevsky from Victory Brewing. They're celebrating 25 years this year as a brewery. He's going to join me on the program. That's next on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, I picked this particular song, Time Stands Still from Rush, because it has been a while since I've spoken to this, uh, my next guest here, but he is an old friend of the show. And uh, Victory Brewing has been pumping out beer for a very long time. And just a few weeks back, they celebrated their 25th anniversary as a brewery. Now, for more info on the brewery and their tap rooms around Pennsylvania, all you got to do is go to victorybeer.com. They've got some stuff going on, and I really want to dive into it with them. So let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, Bill Kovalevsky. Bill, happy anniversary. How are you, my friend? I am well, Al, and even better to be speaking with you. So thank you for the uh, anniversary greetings. Absolutely. 25 years brewing beer in Pennsylvania and now in, you know, in North Carolina as well. Could you have ever imagined that 25 years later you would still be working at a job that you love? Yeah, it's a dream come true. I mean, when Ron and I wrote our business plan in 1994, we sure hoped we'd be around in 25 years, but uh, that was a big risk. But now we've been blessed by an incredible audience that's given us so much opportunity to create and, and please them through beer. And, and 25 years, and you're involved in a new campaign, and it's called Brew Forward. Talk, talk to me, what's, what's all this about? So Brew Forward is not necessarily a reset by any means, but it's a recognition of 25 years. I mean, that's substantial, and a lot of things have evolved since that time. And it's a recommitment to not only the community that we serve as the beer drinkers, right? right. Um, but there's a whole lot of folks out there that aren't necessarily participating in craft beer, but are still part of our community. Mm. And I think sort of the benchmark of what Brew Forward um, indicates and recognizes is the release of our brotherly love, our new hazy IPA. Okay. And, uh, and so what are, are there, uh, there are programs that are going to be involved here where, you know, you're, you're doing stuff to give back to the community? How does this, how does this work? Yes, exactly. I kind of left you hanging there. I'm yeah, sorry. So beyond, that's all right. Beyond being a delicious 6% hazy IPA with citrus, Simcoe, Mosaic, and El Dorado, this beer actually has a charitable cause to it. We're working with our communities to really sort of represent brotherly love in a form. 
And the very first charity we're working with is a Philadelphia-based organization that we really, really admire. It's called Back on My Feet. And what they do is they basically help people rebuild their lives um, from an unemployed, homeless situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've got some tremendous numbers. And they do so through the powerful commitment of simply running. They get people to start running and realize what they're capable of. And then they use that as a foundational building block to get folks to basically challenge themselves more and more and achieve more. That's pretty cool. Now, we're talking with co-founder of Victory Brewing, Bill Kovalevsky. Uh, The brewery is celebrating 25 years in operation this year. And for more info on them and to get involved with Brew Forward, you can just go to victorybeer.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, of course, the next obvious question here as we lead into this interview, Bill, is there's been so many. I mean, obviously, we're a year into this pandemic. Uh, So many COVID restrictions that have taken place during that time. Bill, how is Victory able to deal with them? Well, we did something smart. The team in our hospitality units did something incredibly intelligent. Uh, They recognized that we had a whole lot of beer and kegs that Mm -hmm. might spoil um, without an audience. So we actually did a 3-for-10, 32-ounce crowler um, campaign in March and April in order to basically clear out inventory, make people happy with the products that they couldn't access, right? Give them an excuse to come by curbside and at least see a smiling face that they recognize. And that was a big success. Um, but, yeah, the hospitality aspect of it, we're just doing our best to be safe and, um, you know, take care of the folks that, that serve in that industry. It's just a very difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And I always remark that a single-cell benevolent organism is responsible for everything we produce, yeast, and a malicious microbe is at the heart of all of these problems. It's, it's an epic ba- battle, basically. And and what 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 is bothersome, I guess, to so many breweries, uh, Bill, and I'm sure that this affected you guys, is each state was different in how they did their restrictions. First, it was you couldn't have anybody in. Then it was they opened yeah. it up a little bit. Then they pulled it back because of uh, more COVID cases. So, how are you able to deal with that roller coaster of you weren't quite sure, you know, what was going on in any given day or week? I mean, that had to be very difficult from a business perspective. Absolutely. I mean, how do families plan about, you know, are they employed next week? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the real impact, the human impact. Uh, I mean, we as a company, we're both a brewery and a restaurant. Has it been difficult on our tap rooms in order to deal with this? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But the brewery side of things, you know, responds and, and, and helps out. But really, it's the human impact, Al. We just don't have all the answers for our employees because the answers are coming from above, right. and they're, they're rather capricious at times. Yep, I, I agree with that. And again, it's difficult to plan when you don't really know what the answer is going to be. Now, you also had a fire in the building of your Kennett Square location. I think this was back in January. How are operations affected there, and have operations resumed? Yeah, talk about challenges. Uh, the, the best news is that no one was injured in this Good. fire. It really did some significant damage to the kitchen portion of our tap room in Kenneth Square. The Kenneth Square facility brews only for that location, okay. so we didn't lose any production uh, on the overall brewery. The tenants that live above three floors, they acted very responsibly and very intelligently and got out. And so, all things considered, we're in great shape, except we're down and out, and they don't have homes at the moment. Yeah. So... Um, you know, uh, the situation is certainly not ideal, and okay. I really can't elaborate more about the sure. potential cause. 
Uh, we're talking with co-founder of Victory Brewing, Bill Kovalevsky. He's the, their brewery is celebrating 25 years in operation this year. And for more info on them and to get involved with Brew Forward, you can just go to victorybeer.com here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Bill, from a business perspective, we seem to be in the home stretch of this pandemic. There's vaccines out there. People are getting their shots. Um, you know, what is your opinion on when you think we're going to get back to some sort of normal? And I'm not talking about everything is open up at 100 percent. We're all, you know, just kind of gangbusters to get to a brewery again. Um, but but, you know, maybe we get to, you know, 75 percent or, or or somewhere. Do you think it's late spring? Do you think it's the summer? You think it's the fall? In your opinion, what do you think? I think it's the fall, Al. I really think that summer is the time when we're really going to get a handle on um, high levels of vaccinations. Um, and I think that, you know, we have an, a tremendous opportunity in the areas we live, New York, Philadelphia area, because day travel can bring a lot of people safely to places. So right. I think we're going to see some rebound by the fall. Um, but, you know, I read in the Wall Street Journal yesterday that at the current rate, we're only going to have 20 percent of global population vaccinated by the end of this year. Right. It's, it's amazing. Is, is tough. It, it, it's amazing to me. You know, I had one guy from John Hopkins the other day saying we're going to reach herd immunity in the United States by April. Uh, I don't necessarily believe that. I think it's a little bit further down the line. I think we're talking June or July before we really have a handle on it. You know, other people are saying it's the end of the year. I talked to Broadway people. They're saying they're not even they've been told September at the earliest before they can get back to work. So I I, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. I think fall is where we're really going to start to see things opening up a little bit more uh, to where we feel like we're in a normal uh, you know portion of our life. Now, my, my last question for you, Bill. Uh, let's yep. say there is a prospective brewer out there. They want to start their own brewery. We've seen a number, a number of them that are even opening during a pandemic, which is, you know, it's wild to me. But again, I, I get it. Money has been spent already. You've got to get things rolling. Yep. With all the knowledge that you have accumulated over the years, Bill, what's the one best piece of advice you could give to that person out there if they're listening right now? Great question, Al. I've used this before. I've responded to this before. Pay attention to the audience that comes into your door and learn what's important to them because any success on any level is going to be built by the people that are closest to you, the people that first respond to your concept. Um, they're going to dictate your future. You've got to be kind. You've got to be generous. You've got to be nice to them, and then everything else may unfold. All right. You know what? I did say it was my last question. Actually, it's not. Here's my here's my last question. We've seen so many changes in the beer business over the last, let's say, 10 years. But even now, so in this pandemic, we have seen brewers that have decided, all right, look, I've got to get product out there because I've got to make sales. But we've also seen that brewers have gone back to tried and true, you know, beers that may maybe they wouldn't have brewed if there wasn't a pandemic going on because it takes longer to brew. Have you guys found found that where you're like, you know what, we haven't brewed that lager or something that takes a longer period of time to brew. Have you guys decided to go back and go, all right, you know what, we're going to put something in the tank that takes a little bit longer because we know that it'll be there and it'll be, you know, the best that we've done in, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Sure. Now, we haven't actually utilized capacity um, as a response, but but we know exactly what you're talking about. There actually has been a consumer response more favorable to older recipes and older styles. I think we're, all craft brewers have seen a certain amount of hesitancy in adopting new flavors and a reliance on older flavors. Hop Devil had a spectacular year out of nowhere last year. Right. And so I present that as evidence. People are just... 
um, reestablishing their relationships, the things that are comfortable and familiar with them. That's pretty cool. It's it's. I love to see the old styles of beer come back. A good pilsner, yeah. a good lager, stuff that you don't really see a lot of because people are like ah, it's a boring beer. But when it's done right, when it's executed properly, it's a delicious beer that you can drink, you know, over and over again. And and to me, uh, at least in my opinion, you can't get bored with it. My my guest has been the co-founder of Victory Brewing, Bill Kovalevsky. He is the the brewery is celebrating 25 years in operation. For more information on them and to get involved with Brew Forward, all you got to do is go to victorybeer.com. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Here's to another 25 years. Much love and success, my friend. Thank you so much, Al. Stay well, sir. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The Metal God, Rob Halford, Judas Priest, as we're back on the final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast for this week on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Algatulo, Instagram, at Catulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes, you do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, you can find the show on that platform, Alexa Ready as well, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and of course the Hopped Up Network, Monday mornings before 6 a.m. You can listen to the podcast version of this program as well as download a plethora of others to listen to at your leisure. I don't know why I'm talking with a uh, my nose in the air, but anyway, uh, the metal god, Judas Priest, Rob Halford, just finished his biography about a week or so ago. What a fantastic book. I am probably... Judas Priest is probably one of my favorite metal bands of all time. Um, I've seen them, I couldn't even tell you how many times I have uh, seen Judas Priest, and Halford has always been that that iconic um, figure for me in terms of, of heavy metal. The voice, he's still amazing, even at his age, you know, over the age of 70, he is still knocking it out uh, and saves himself for the big songs, doesn't, you know... You know, your throat is a muscle. You've got to practice. you got to use it all the time. And he's constantly singing and doing things. Rob is just amazing. And his journey of, you know, being a singer in a heavy metal band, uh, you know, along with his his homosexuality and all the other stuff that, that you know, is, is revealed in the book, is just an amazing journey. And, uh, you know, I love the guy. I would love to talk to him. He is uh, very, very sober. He gave up booze a very, very long time ago. Uh, you know, and he said it's every day, every single day. I wake up, I don't have a drink. When I go to bed at night, and I don't have a drink. It's an accomplished day. Kudos to Rob Halford. It's a great book. If you're a heavy metal fan, I would absolutely uh, tell you uh, to go and check it out. Uh, lots of stuff that's going on. We got to get into suds and duds before we get out of here. I, I just want to make a mention: alternate ending beer. If you haven't been there yet in Aberdeen, uh, you should take you should get a reservation and go down there. They have food, they have beer, they have great beer. I just love their names of their beer because you know it's all movie based. They had two beers that they came out with this week: Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Pop, a single hop double IPA, and then Mendo with no name, uh, a Belgian IPA. It's just I love how they do these things. If you go over to beerbroadcast.com, you can subscribe to their releases, and you can buy them when you you know when they when they uh, drop the cans, and then you go pick them up. Uh, the Mendo with no name was a Belgian IPA. 
uh, and the Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Pop, a single hop, as I said, double IPA, Mosaic, Guava, Melon, and Papaya, uh, the Belgian IPA, Mando with no name, Centennial, Simcoe, and Citra Hops, Overripe Fruit, Tangerine, Soft Bitterness. So, you know, and they're running specials. They're doing all kinds of different things, and the guys over at Alternate Ending are doing a great job. By the way, Lions Roar Brewing, real quick, that opened in Westfield, they had to shut down until March 10th. Why? They ran out of beer. That's a great thing to, to have happen to you. Now, look, they're a three-barrel system. They're small. You've got to give them a little bit of time. I had one of their beers while I was there interviewing uh, the owners, uh, Tim and Corinne. Fantastic people. they got great beer. I can't wait to get over there and sit down and have a couple of beers with friends and really sample the brewery. But uh, kudos to Lions Roar Brewing. They sold out of all their beer. And I did say that was going to be a problem for them from the beginning when you're running a small system like that. In fact, they purchased another fermenter so they can make more beer. Kudos to those guys at Lions Roar. Uh, really pulling for them over in Westfield, New Jersey. Let's dive into Suds and Duds before we have to get out of here. Four years and flying by Icarus Brewing. Had this over at Paragon Tap and Table. I could drink 10 of these. Delicious Berlin Iron Vice. Light yet fruity, tart, delicious. Went great with my meal. In fact, I was going to try something else, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to have a second one with my meal because I like to try you know, different beers. And when I'm at my favorite place, Paragon Tap and Table, they have 20 taps, so I can usually find a couple of things that I haven't had. Now, my nightcapper that night over at Paragon was one of the carton brewing variants of regular coffee and a jelly. Oh, let me tell you something. For a cream ale at 12%, uh, the jelly flavor was so subtle in this. It was fantastic. I really thought it was going to be, I don't want to say, well, I guess I guess I do want to say it. I, I, was gonna, I was thinking that it was going to be overtly raspberry, and it wasn't. The, the, the jelly in it was very, very subtle. You tasted it. It was there. It wasn't overly sweet where it was cloying, just perfectly balanced. Um, I missed out on the can release, um, but I'm so happy that it was on tap. Uh, at my favorite place, at Paragon Tap and Table, so I was able to uh, take advantage of that. So that was very cool. Delicious beer and a great way uh, to finish off the night of dinner. Um, and, by the way, it took me a very long time to drink it. I, I must have spaced it out for a good 45 minutes uh, to make sure that the 12% didn't hit me uh, <laughs> like a rock on my head. Um, the folks at the Rob Dibble Show uh, over in Connecticut on a 97.9 ESPN, which I, I sometimes jump on as a guest, uh, as their New York sports guru. Uh, guru. Uh, they sent me some beers over Christmas, and I have to get a box together and send it over to them. Guys, if you're listening, I'm getting beers over to you guys. I promise. I promise, I promise, I promise. They sent me a bunch of Connecticut beers, and um, one of them from Thomas Hooker uh, Brewing, uh, who we had the owner of uh, Thomas uh, Hooker on a while ago. My, man, it must have been two years ago. Um, they sent me a can of their Super Duper Double Citra. This was a great beer. And, you know, by the way, Past, almost past its shelf life, better than 90 days uh, before I cracked it open. Obviously, I got it in December. They bought it in November. Um, but a nice hit from the Citra Hop. I could drink this one over and over again. What I loved about the can was the can was reminiscent of the game show Double Dare. And, you know, had that, like, kind of, you know, all that goo and stuff that would get on you and, you know, whatever, and they throwing all the, you know, balloon bombs and all the other stuff. Very cool can. Like love the beer a lot. It was a fantastic beer. Kudos to the guys from the Rob Dibble Show, Ben Darnell, uh, Rob, all of those guys. Thank you so much uh, for sending the beers over. Very much appreciate it. I am definitely getting beers to you guys, some Jersey beers that you can enjoy. Zeus Juice by Westbrook Brewing. I bought this a while ago. It's a collab between Westbrook and Angry Chair Brewing. I bought this probably 
a month and a half ago and didn't get a chance to get through it. Um, uh, you know, my wife likes sours. So do I. So I like to try and, um, you know, purchase different things that we can try. This one was from Nosvino in uh, Westfield, New Jersey, the liquor store there. They have a great can selection. Uh, they do a really great job of curating some great craft beers. This was great. It's an outstanding collaboration. A little bit of pineapple, a little bit of tangerine. The milk sugar was a nice addition to it. Delicious. Went down very smooth. Really enjoyed it a lot. Um, then I ended up meeting up with a buddy of mine over at Twin Elephant. Finally got a chance to take advantage of Twin Elephant's outdoor seating. They have heaters set up at a couple of the seats. Made a reservation. I was on my way over there to pick up cans and uh, called a buddy, uh, texted a buddy of mine who lives not too far from there. And I said, hey, are you around? We've been meeting to get together. I hadn't had a chance. And he said, yes, I'm around. When do you want to meet? Told him what time. He came over. We ended up having a couple of beers. First one I had was a, the Baron von Slammenhausen. First off, had to get it just for the name. Uh, love a good lager. This was a great beer. Went down really smooth. Uh, fantastic. And then I had the Broken Chairs, a black lager, which a lot of breweries don't do um, lately or, you know, in a while. And so this was fantastic. Black lager goodness, smoky, light, very easy drinking. Enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and it was great to catch up with my buddy Steve, who uh, we were co-workers at a, uh, at a syndicating uh, firm uh, a number of years ago. My God, back in the 90s. Jeez. I'm I'm really aging myself, so it was probably I haven't I probably hadn't seen him in about ten years, and uh, we worked together well over twenty years ago. So it was great to see Steve, and it was great to share a couple of beers at a wonderful little brewery in Chatham, New Jersey, Twin Elephant Brewing Company. Uh, finally, got a chance to crack open my can of Founders Moon Rambler IPA uh, for a five percent IPA. Not bad, more bitter than juicy. Uh, again, I had the can for a little while, so I don't know if it was the aging of the can that maybe. Um, there was a little bit more bitterness in there uh, than juiciness, but not bad. And again, 5% IPA, uh, you know, not a bad deal. Then I headed down to Source last Sunday. As again, I uh, want to welcome the boys from Source back as a sponsor on the program. They'll be coming on in the coming weeks. So we're going to be doing a lot of great stuff with them over the course of this year. Had the race livery tribute uh, from Source. Uh, this is a tribute to Dale Earnhardt. They had all these different cans with the different colors that Dale Earnhardt uh, used to wear and use uh, while he was racing his car. Silky smooth, delicious, a great tropical pop on this one. Fantastic beer. Took my buddy Rob down there, hadn't been to the brewery yet. And what ended up happening was we ended up running into my cousin Pam and her husband Paul. Um, they were having beers there, and uh, we ended up uh, sitting with them uh, for a little bit. Yes, socially distant, wearing masks. Um, and enjoying some great conversation with them. But let me tell you something. Uh, it's great to see all these breweries getting back and getting back to normal. I love it. Uh, you know, we need to see more of this in the weeks and months ahead. We're getting there, folks. Get that shot. Get vaccinated. You're still going to have to wear your masks and social distance for a little bit longer, but we are going to get through this pandemic. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guests, Jake Goodman, the Chief Marketing Officer of Weldworks, and Bill Kovalevsky, one of the founders of Victory Brewing, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. on Monday, this is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.